Welcome to the 59th episode of the Eyes Have It podcast. I am Chris Blessing, and I'm joined by my co-host, Brent Hershey. We've got a show packed with some video scouting looks from all across the country. We'll also check in with Cubs prospect Ben Brown, who each of us have a history of scouting at various points in his development in person, uh, and also a guy that has an incredible amount of helium right now. So, uh, But first... Brent, how are you doing? Doing pretty good, Chris. Uh, happy Monday evening as we're uh, recording this. Uh, had a, uh, had a had a good couple of weeks and a good weekend. Um, was, uh, we've got good weather here in the um, Mid Atlantic. Um, enjoying that. How was uh, How was your weekend? It was hot. Um, there was uh, no baseball for um, the last two weeks. Um, I'm excited to finally get back out to the park this week. Yeah. Uh, I actually went down to Atlanta and visited the Delta Airlines uh, Flight Museum um, on oh. Saturday and thought it was really kind of interesting. It was fairly inexpensive at $15 and uh, something that um, maybe they'll send some um, some frequent flyer points our way if uh, we talk <laughs> about Delta. Or American. I mean, I'll take him from any airline, really. Um, but yeah, it was a very, very good weekend. Um, anyway, it's always fun to look back at prospects uh, Brent and I have scouted during their development, especially when their names catch fire uh, amongst other prospect folks. Uh, ben Brown is a right-handed pitching prospect from the Cubs organization. This year, between two levels, Brown has a 2.63 ERA. 1.188 whip, uh, 13.K uh, per nine rate, and doesn't really allow many hits. Uh, walks continue to plague this top prospect with uh, dynamic stuff. Um, Brent, uh, you recently went back over the last two starts. Watch, yeah. uh, watch those starts for us. Uh, I've looked back as well at a few of his starts. Uh, I'm actually looking at a few of his starts while we um, record right now on Monday evening. Uh, I know you have a long history with Brown, who was a 33rd round pick. I mean, we're not going to hear 33rd round uh, too often no. uh, anymore <laughs> since uh, the draft's now uh, 20 rounds starting 2021. Um, but a 33rd round pick in 2017 out of a Long Island high school that has only drafted two other players. Um, and one of them is Stephen Matz. Uh, left-handed mm -hmm. pitcher for the Cardinals right now. And I don't know where Anthony Kay is, but um, it looks uh -huh. like that this is going to be the third guy that's drafted out of this uh, high school uh, that makes it to the major leagues. Brown is close. Uh, what did you see from Brown way back when, and where do you see him at now? Yeah, I, I first ran into Brown uh, right about two years ago, May of 2021, uh, when he was in high A in the Phillies organization. Um, at that point, yeah, I mean, I do, I remember not being as familiar with him, uh, you know, looking over the, uh, the, the, the handouts that night, uh, at the park and saying, you know, thinking, uh, you know, 33rd round pick, I'm not sure what we're going to see here. Um, but then, you know, being pretty interested, um, you know, he's a huge, uh, big physical guy. Uh, right now he's listed at six, six, two, ten. Um, he was big back then. He had had some injury concerns um, uh, that were, you know, I, I think might have been related to him dropping in the draft a little um, as well. Um, and so I didn't know tons about him. But that night, um, I saw him at Wilmington. He went um, went three and three and a third, I think. Um, fastball was. 92-94, um, showed a curveball in the mid-70s, a, a slider and a change. Um, the um, breaking ball was was pretty interesting. I thought it had some potential. And and his, uh, I remember also that his kind of upright, uh, direct to the plate, simple mechanics uh, and, and, you know, three-quarters delivery um, seemed pretty pretty clean uh something that you could see 
developing, um, you know, over time. And um, that night he got hit a little bit um, and had some trouble in the first inning. Um, I remember or have notes here about a home run. You know, he gave up a walk and a home run. But then after that, in the first inning, really, you could see it uh, from from the uh, scout section that his demeanor just changed. Like he was really like it, like that home run sort of ticked him off. And he really pitched with much more conviction from then on. Um, went through, uh, you know, a couple, a couple, one, two, three innings kind of after that. And, uh, and, you know, with, with those different pitches, I kind of walked away with uh, being kind of interested. One of those guys that you don't know much about. Um, and again, it was, it was high A. And so you're uh, thinking there's a couple of years of development until, he gets close. Um, so anyway, fast forward two years later, and um, yeah, a lot of that, uh, some some of that uh, potential has kind of realized itself. Um, mm-hmm. He uh, had a had a really good uh, start of last year in the Phillies organization. They traded him, of course, uh, to the Cubs in the uh, David Robertson deal at the deadline. Um, and he's continued to kind of uh, pitch well, at, like you said, at double and triple A um, this year. When I looked at these two starts, and again, it was, um, as you mentioned, his most, the two most recent starts, um, the fastball had kind of ticked up uh, since when I saw him, and it really is an impressive pitch. It's in the, it's in the high uh, 90s, kind of in that 96 to 98 range. Um, He's able to kind of hold that velocity throughout uh, throughout his outings. Um, he, uh, as you say, the walks and command have kind of uh, plagued him a little bit. Um, and it's really interesting that in seeing these last two starts, it, it was really kind of uh, the extremes you get um, with him. The In the first one, uh, what would have been two starts ago, uh, it was really a, uh, a dominant performance against um, against Nashville, uh, where he went um, you know five and a third innings, uh, four hits, just two walks, eleven Ks, ninety two pitches. Um, really had uh, really had the fastball command working well. Um, his uh, his big uh, secondary pitches is is his slider. Um, which is um, kind of interesting. You and I were talking about it beforehand. Uh, it's a breaking pitch that has a wide range of velocity and really seems to have two different shapes. When he throws it, um, kind of uh, when he throws it at, at the lower band, kind of low 80s, um, it really looks more curveballish to me, almost like has more of a of a of a hump on it. Um, Coming in, uh, kind of a, a uh, you know, a 12-6 vertical break kind of thing, um, but then he throws another version that is that is uh, harder, kind of in the in the higher 80s, that is a more traditional, uh, you know, two-plane kind of slider that goes in, you know, kind of away from righties, in on the on the back foot to to left-handed hitters, um, and has had some. Uh, in the two starts that I saw had more uh, success kind of getting swings and misses uh, off of that harder uh, version of it. Um, so it's interesting uh, having those pitches. Uh, he also d- did show a change up in the, uh, a few times in the most recent start. And um, while it's definitely a third pitch, it, it showed some promise at different points. Uh, there were some times where, um, you know, where he didn't, where he yanked it and, and uh, bounced it to the plate or whatever. Um, but there were a couple of times against left-handed batters where, um, where he got one that, that showed you, um, you know, got the batter out front, uh, that, that it could be, that it could be uh, an effective pitch. I think the, uh, the interesting thing kind of is going to be really that, that, fastball command is what it really comes mm-hmm. down to. We often talk about that um, in, again, in both of these uh, outings that I saw, it seems like that still 
you know, that's still kind of the finishing touch she needs um, to, and still needs to be, uh, you know, kind of refined and worked on in that way. Um, in the, the more recent start uh, on the 2nd of June, um, where he just lasted uh, four innings, uh, basically, um, walked five guys, um, had four, just four strikeouts, um, left that, left a couple fastballs, middle, middle, um, and two guys, Bo Naylor, and I can't remember the other, uh, the other hitter on the Clippers, uh, took him home runs, just, I mean, out the dead, dead center. Uh, yeah, just, I just watched just, one of them. Just no, bla- just no doubters. I mean, just, uh, blasted on him. Uh, and at that point, I think it, on each in each case, I think there was a runner on because he had walked somebody, um, and uh, these pitches were just um, you know crushed <laughs> pretty much. Um, so uh, you know, there's definitely some still some work to be done. I'm, it's curious because, like you said, the, the hype has been building on Brown a little bit, um, especially when he dominated the double A. I think through his first four starts and then moved up to triple A. Um, but from what I saw, there's still some Still, some work to be done, especially if you think about uh, him, um, you know, rounding into having an arsenal that's worthy of going through an MLB lineup a couple times as a starter. Um, I think they're, you know, the fastball, the big fastball, a big strong guy with a big swing in this fastball and a decent uh, slider. I think he'll always have kind of relief, uh, relief role fallback. Um, but you'd really, you know, hope that he can develop, uh, the, another pitch in a, and the sequencing he, uh, can use to kind of, uh, become a starter. I think that's probably what the Cubs are hoping to. Yeah. The other hitter that took him deep was Daniel Cheneyman, another 33rd round pick, uh, oh, the 2018 draft by the guardians. Uh, so, uh, very interesting that we were talking about two 33rd round guys yeah. having a pretty decent season. Guy gets on base a lot. Uh, uh, he's 26 years old. He was from Brigham Young uh, University. So not necessarily a prospect at this point. Uh, probably somebody who ends up getting a cup of coffee. Uh, and yeah. if he hits like that more often, uh, we know the Guardians yeah. need as much offense as they can get. Um, right. Uh, back to Ben Brown. Uh, I saw him last year, and we actually covered him during the episode number 40 of the Eyes Have a Podcast. So 19 episodes ago, we uh, uh, talked yeah. about Ben Brown. Uh, and I think in that episode now, thinking back, uh, you did give us a rundown of what you saw back in 2021. And now, uh, you know, what you saw now is kind of what I saw at uh, last year. I think that there was some hype earlier on in the season. Um, <laughs> mostly, I think it was because he was throwing more strikes earlier in the year. Uh, got up to AAA, and and those gains kind of went away um, consistently. Of course, you saw one game where he uh, had a lot more yeah. command than he didn't. Um, this is a guy that uh, statistical um, and also um, – I've heard about internal measures on him. I've also heard, you know, I, I've seen the data, not just the AAA data that he's done this year, but the data from last year. I mean, this, I, I mean, the data is off the charts. Um, this guy uh, is premium ride um, with that fastball, throws it hard. Um, it, mostly, I mean, in this Columbus start, I'm just, by the way, I'm just running basically through this game real quick, uh, watching all these fastballs that he's throwing and, this start, he's not – he doesn't have his same uh, living up in the zone um, right. yeah. uh, th- that he had in the previous game or in the games that I watched earlier this year on video in ten- with Tennessee. And then also from the start I watched last year. Um, like, he was the hardest eval for me last year um, because of that, because of all the stuff that he has. Um, mm-hmm. You're hoping that he – I mean, the stuff is so good that we're talking about like SP two type pitcher here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if it, if but it's like together, yeah. But when you're when you're unable to get guys out, you know, essentially allowing free passes at the rate he's allowing them at. I mean, and watching this, the catcher's not even moving his glove. I mean, the catcher's setting up in the middle of the plate on almost every pitch. Um, yeah. He might be setting up high or low. 
I uh, moved on to the corner on that one, but he's still mostly in the middle with his club. So like, um, you know, this is a guy that you just hope throws close to the zone, kind of like uh, Tyler Glass now, um, and let the rest of it take its uh, uh, do its job. The rest of the pitch, um, you know, make sure he's throwing up in the zone and just um, uh, going to town. Um, did you mention? I'm, I'm sorry, I've gotten. You know, got on a little tangent there. Um, did you mention what your rating is for him uh, right now? I did not um, mention that. If I if I were to put something on him, uh, it, it would probably it would probably be an eight D something like that. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, I think they're you know you 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 know again because as you said because of the characteristics of of that fastball and and that I guess there's a slim chance you could say it would be a a nine E, but I think it's, I think, it's, I think it's more realistic that, um, you know, it's an eight D thinking about, um, someone that, that is close to that sort of, uh, starter reliever line. But if it, you know, if it would come together, uh, like you said, I think it could be a really solid number yeah. three, if not a number two kind of, it could uh, be really guy. great if it came together, Brent. Um, yeah, but, you know, seeing a guy in AAA still having these same issues year in, year out uh, with yeah. uh, with uh, walks, uh, I, I agree with you. I think I had 8D on him when I saw him uh, uh, on episode 40. Someone can go back. We need a historian um, to, <laughs> to really go back on this stuff if anybody yeah. wants to volunteer to do that. Uh, and that's what point out we, all, you know, say yeah, what? I was going to say. I was just going to say that's actually, I mean, neither you nor I wrote them up for the MLBA, but that's what I think that was one of, I don't know if that was Rob's team. Anyway, he's, he's an 8D in the book also. So yeah. it's, uh, it, it, it was Gordon's team. It, it, it's funny guy. this year, I, was, uh, I, I had to take a, um, every time I have a player and I look them up, it's seemingly one of Rob Gordon's guys this year. I don't know why, but go. every time like someone's popped up or somebody's gotten, you know, kind of thing. And he was right on most of these cases. I mean, I know that uh, on a call up uh, this weekend with the Dodgers prospect, uh, you know, Jeremy and Rob talked it over and changed a grade, but you know, the guy basically was that, you know, the grade that Rob assigned in the, in the off season. So, yeah, it's kind of yeah. funny how seemingly every single guy, uh, that DeLuca guy uh, from yeah. uh, the Dodgers. The Dodgers, uh, right. We yep. we increased his uh, his uh, projection a bit um, after discussion uh, between Jeremy and Rob, and they brought it to me. And I, I agree. I mean, they, he was right on uh, during the offseason. I think he was right on with Ben Brown, and I think – uh, I think we're just looking for another step of growth uh, yeah. to yeah. basically determine whether he's an eight ball player or a seven ball player. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. I think, uh, yeah. I think it's a good, it's a good, uh, good reminder on, on Brown. who's definitely, like you said, getting, getting some buzz. Um, but I think there's still some, still some uh, work to do there. The uh, 17 bases on balls and 28 innings so far in AAA just, uh, yeah. just going to need to be better. For him yeah. to uh, kind of hit the ground running at the major league level. Well, Brent, I'm going to ask you a question. What does, uh, and this is not a Ben Brown question. This is not yeah. even about a prospect. I am curious. What does Patrick David have cooking on Baseball HQ Radio this week? Uh, he's got some stuff cooking. This week on Baseball uh, HQ's uh, Baseball HQ Radio, the podcast is available. Show number 19 of the season is a Friday full edition featuring an interview with Vlad Sedler, the Fab Whisperer at FTN Fantasy and co-host of the FTN Fantasy Baseball podcast. Uh, Discussion centers on how to fit a busy fantasy baseball workload into an even busier real-world life situation. Uh, Vlad's strategies and tactics and his competitive team in the NFBC main event. His methods for fab management, how to manage personal biases, and some boons and banes. Also, uh, hitter and pitcher news with Ray Murphy and uh, BHQ commentaries. That's Vlad Sedler, available now on this week's Friday full edition of the podcast with Fantasy Baseball Intelligence for Winners, Baseball HQ Radio. Check us out. 
Yeah, and Patrick's currently leading uh, AL touts uh, by a lot, kind of running away with it right now. Uh, he's in first. Doug Dennis uh, from Baseball HQ is in two, second. And uh, uh, yours truly is tied with Jason Collette, another friend uh, of us, uh, of our uh, show, um, for third. Um, so it's, uh, it's a pretty good, uh, pretty good list here right now. Um, good to hear. Of HQ folks in the top. But um, yeah. But yeah, you know, Patrick's dominating at this point. Super, super to hear. Let's move on to uh, maybe five guys that you have for us to, um, that you've taken a look at here recently. And um, let's start out the first one with uh, catcher Harry Ford. Um, he's in the high A affiliate, I think, of, of, of Seattle. He's a first round pick in the 2021 draft. And uh, is from the Georgia area, went to high school there anyway. Uh, curious uh, what you have, what you have to bring to us um, uh, with Harry Ford as catcher for the Mariners. So uh, on our sheet, I just uh, made sure you know where each guy's at now. Uh, so that's good. Um, Should have done that earlier. Um, uh, he's a high A player. He's at Everett in the Northwest League. Um, and I have actually a history with Ford. I, I got assigned to go check him out for an organization um, when he was at North Cobb High School. Uh, North Cobb High School is about an hour from my house exactly. So it's like the perfect, it's right on my 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 fringe range on a weekday night that I can make a yeah. game. Uh, so I, I got to see Ford have a pretty dynamic uh, game. Again, you know, Mostly area scouts were there, but this is a kid that at the beginning of 2021 sounded like an end of first round pick. And then it just, I mean, he just exploded throughout the year. Every time yeah. uh, more important people came to watch him, he did even better. Um, he was a high makeup kid then. He's a high makeup kid now. Uh, currently uh, in high A with the Mariners, he is slashing 257. 429 and um, slugging 423. So 429 on base percentage. He has seven home runs, six doubles, one triple. And for a catcher, he's super quick. He's eight for 12 uh, in stolen base. So, yeah, so like, yeah. if you watch him, and I, I actually was, uh, you know, I'm going to steal uh, somebody's off-season uh, frame thing. Our, our friends over at Baseball America uh, use the wrestling analogy of wrestling. Like I was having problems today, like actually saying what his body type was. So uh, think of a five ten wrestler um, wrestling the two hundred pound weight class right now. That's what this guy looks like. So he's not the even the prototypical catcher build. Um, he's he's this crazy weird athlete who's very very strong, very very compact, and can outrun most guys. Um, it, hmm. it, it's pretty amazing. Um, in the game that I saw him in 2021, um, I, I got to get a pretty good impression of where his arm was at. Uh, he was showing it off that evening. Uh, very strong armed catcher as well. And just, I mean, the athleticism can play at many different positions. Um, I can imagine if somebody had seen him in high, seen um, Craig Biggio in high school, maybe. Um, you know, there was probably a comparison there. We know that Biggio went on to Seat Hall then was drafted by the Astros as a catcher and um, came up as a catcher and then was converted to second base. So um, like th this, this is the sort of athleticism that, that we're seeing at a position like catcher. Um, I can only think of one guy in history and um, I, I always hate to throw a hall of famer's name out there. Cause then all of a sudden you get quoted saying that this is the next Craig Vigio, the next hall of famer. Um, but again, you never see something it's very hard to ever see it again if, if you only have one example of it. So um, mm -hmm. I like Ford a lot um, and liked him then and wished that he had stayed towards the end of the draft, uh, end of the first round in his draft year. Uh, he's a shorter limb dude. Um, uh, like I said, he's built like a wrestler. If you think about wrestlers, and I'm not talking about like Hulk Hogan or anything. I'm talking about those uh, Greco-Roman um, um, amateur wrestlers. Um, they have powerful legs and they're so their upper bodies are so strong. And, and that's what this guy is. Um, 
He, uh, I got plus uh, running speeds, um, both from WBC. He was a star uh, for Great Britain during the World Baseball Classic this year. Um, And he was also like, I, I, that was the best place I could get a home to first time. And I got a home to first time uh, right between plus and and double plus. So we call him a plus runner at this point Um, Mm -hmm. at the plate. He has an open, slight open stance. It's mostly upright with his hands back. Uh, They're just below the flat. So, um, you know, in a good hitting position, uh, he's, he, his hands go direct to that hitting position, the, the, basically the hit position, uh, utilizing a short stride into a toe tap to close up and, and get squared up and time the pitch. Um, it's very quick hands. Uh, again, with shorter limbs, it's going to generate um, pretty fast bat speed, and it's going to be usually harder to strike these folks out. But uh, in it, 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 I'm not going to say that Ford's striking out at a high clip this year because he's not. Uh, but he's striking out at a higher clip than I thought. Um, currently, in, in in some scouted looks at, in May, um, he's presently cutting off the the outer half of the of the plate, so the outer third of the plate. He's having a tough time getting to pitches, um, and you can just like a lot of hitters in today's game, beat them at the letters or above with velocity. I mean, it's just kind of what we see. Uh, but you know. In in the scouted look, we were looking at about a twenty five percent K uh, swing mit, swing and miss rate, which isn't high. Most of the guys we're talking about here have thirty percent or higher. You know, that's kind of tends to be what we get. Uh, but what I like a lot about Ford, it's a flatter plane uh, swing, but he does get uh, he does variate the um, the angles, especially. Um, when the ball is like middle in, he will um, unload a uppercut swing on that and, and send it out um, to left yeah. field. Um, it, it's a really good approach. He does not um, chase even when it's close to the zone um, until there's two strikes, and then he'll he'll you know throw a swing on those pitches close to the zone. Um, he has a pretty good spray chart from the opposite field gap as a right-handed hitter. So we're talking about right center field to all the way to the pull side. Um, and it, it's a good fundamental hit tool. Um, probably some work needed with the, with the footwork as he's swinging to not cut himself off um, to the outer half um, of the plate. Um, it's probably just an age thing. He, he's what, 20 years old at this point. Um, it's probably just some small bad habits. It's nothing really alarming uh, for the whole profile. Um, power. He's he like I said. He's an extremely strong kid, stout kid, uh, built like a wrestler. Um, it's above average strength to plus strength. Um, obviously, the swing isn't really kind of playing in games right now for uh, power. But it's it's and it's also mostly pull power now. Even though he took uh, in my uh, scout it looks he did take a pitch out to right center field the opposite field in game um but i mean theoretically we guess about 2025 home run power um at projection could be more too i mean there's there's some elements in here that are very much very alike i hate this comp too really but there's some elements in his game that are very much like mookie bets um at the plate uh, from seeing Mookie Betts at a similar age, similar similar level, probably younger um, um, at um, the A ball levels. Um, but anyway, there there could be a little bit more power here um, than than what we think. Um, like I said, plus runner, eight for ten in stolen base attempts. That's really kind of driving his helping drive his value even more because we don't tend to see catchers like this. Um, uh, the one real knock on this game, and and I saw it in in the preps, was that he wasn't the greatest receiver in the world. Uh, but like everybody I talked to, amateur scouts from who scouted him back in 2021, um, the summer of uh, 2020, um, and including the scouts, pro scouts that I've spoken to, they rave, absolutely rave about his ability to work with pitchers. Um, so like. There is that chance that he moves off the position, but like you'd be losing so much. Um, it's yeah. just kind of, I mean, you're talking about a super athletic the kid in a position that's not tends to be um, 
loaded with super athletic dudes. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, he gets yeah. the balls in the dirt well. He moves well. It's just you know he doesn't doesn't stay still enough uh, behind behind the plate. So um, my rating for him is kind of complicated. I like to you know we see uh, relationship statuses on social uh, media say it's complicated. Um, I actually will throw a nine D on him. Um, I think that there's potential to be an all-star caliber contributor um, at multiple positions, possibly. Um, I mean, he has the arm for third base. He has the arm. He has the athleticism for the outfield. He has the arm for a potential corner. Um, he could play second base. He could spend his rest of his career at catcher. The Mariners have a very important uh, decision to make three or four years, two or three years down the line where they eventually put him. But like, um, you know, starting catcher caliber, starting second base caliber, starting third base caliber, starting any of the outfield position caliber type player. Yeah, that's a, yeah, it's a glowing, uh, glowing review for sure. Uh, I mean, the thing I it jumps out at me just looking at the stat line is that this year, in, in any case, uh, you know, he's taken more walks than he has strikes struck out, <laughs> uh, yeah. you know, kind of in a, in a uh, forecaster uh, termage, you know, kind of his eye ratio is over one, meaning uh, just that, that there's more uh, walks and strikeouts. So he's obviously controls the zone a lot. And the fact that um, he's athletic there behind the plate really seems like a, uh, the total total package. Do you think um, he's what, 148, 50 games in, 48 games in, um, like you said, with that uh, kind of eight, 852 OPS, like, you know, an, an OBP heavy OPS. Um, what do you think the timeline for him is? Like, do you think they, they move him up to uh, double A uh, sometime this year, mid year, or do they let him uh, given again, given his age, he's still 20 years old. They let him just kind of, uh, just kind of rake throughout most of the year at, in this high, at this high, high level. For the Mariners, they tend to uh, want somebody to, to if they're going to promote somebody midseason. It's a guy that hasn't dominated the level level um, and tends to be a little earlier, older. Uh, look at somebody like uh, Tyler Locklear in um, Everett, um, or is he at Everett? I forget where. Yeah, he's at Everett. Um, uh, he has more of a chance of jumping up with a good performance than sure. than maybe somebody like. Uh, Forward. I, I think it's a two-year out still, um, given yeah. that he's a catcher. Um, yeah. You know, maybe a debut 21-22. Um, you know, he could be, you know, late next season. But, like, right. for our purposes, we're probably not rostering him until um, 2022 on our major league rosters. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Just was just checking out. Thanks for the... Intel on Harry Ford. Let's move to a uh, a pitcher. Uh, actually, used to be a two way player, and uh, that is um, right hander Bubba Chandler from uh, the Pirates, who's currently uh, High A Greensboro. He's a third rounder in that uh, the same draft, twenty twenty one draft, and another uh, from another um, high school in Georgia. Uh, now you took a look at. Chandler uh recently what do you uh what do you have to bring on uh his development yes um Bubba was a switch hitting uh shortstop in high school um for North Oconee High School which is in uh kind of just outside of um Athens uh, uh where Georgia is University of Georgia um it's the county over from them it's also the county kind of over from Gwinnett um this is a really good baseball area. Um, Brady uh, uh, Brady House was drafted uh, out of the same, you know, specific little area out of Winder, uh, uh, Winder Barrow High School, um, which is very close by to North Oconee. So, like, this is a hotbed. Guys like Kumar Rocker have come out of here. Like, it's it's a pretty good little baseball area um when you throw in Gwinnett and you throw in all of that um uh Parkview High School which has produced Matt Olson and uh Jeff Francoeur and some other guys so like it's this is a baseball hotbed in Georgia if any if if, if any existed this is where you're going to grab a guy every few years it's going to be somebody so 
Um, Chandler was the guy, and you know, Brent and I talked about this earlier today. We heard, uh, we both heard from separate um, contacts how good he looked in the springtime, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, that's oh, exactly. Man. Exactly right. I mean, he, he had changed. You know, it, it, uh, to, to be clear, he had been a two-way guy uh, last year. Is that right? Or, or kind of for his first couple of years, and and this year just moved to the mound only, from what I gather. Yeah, that, that, that's what that was correct. Yeah, he he moved uh, to the mound uh, full time this year after a really bad year, 184, 284, 290 uh, slash line at Bradenton last year. So, yeah. So a lot of expectations coming into the season. Um, you know, even even hearing that we were we were low, everybody was low on this kid. Um, so far this year, it has not gone well for him. Um We've got a 6.63 ERA, a 1.92 WHIP. Starting 38 innings, uh, 45 strikes to 30 walks. Um, it, it's been brutal for him. Um, he's given up a lot of hits as well. He's hittable. He's walking a lot of guys. It's bad at this point. So, um, and it's gotten worse. I scouted him on an early May and a late April start. So there's been some time into this, but. Uh, the problems were already mounting. Didn't really feel like I needed to go and look at a recent start because those starts have been really, really bad. But uh, you could see it. Um, you could see it coming in the air tonight, like uh, Phil Collins would say. Um, three quarter slot, very athletic de- delivery. Is a longer arm circle. Um, it's about the same as he was in in um, high school. Uh, there hasn't been much difference in that. And that was, uh, you know, sometimes you go to different organizations. I think. The Pirates um, would have had sniffed that out by now. Um, uh, you know, he had a high walk rate last year as well. Um, it, or it could just be a, a, a thing where it's a gentleman that, you know, was going two-way and they're finally really kind of um, grinding on this um, pitching stuff right now. So um, he had, because of the longer arm circle, he was having trouble getting to a consistent release point um, from that three-quarter slot. Uh, a lot of times the fastball specifically would be thrown uh, too early, would release out of his hands too early, fly open sometimes, especially when thrown at slider. Um, the strike rates look really bad for all the pitches. Um, uh, but before that, he does have solid to plus extension. Uh, he's a six-foot-two kid. He's 20 years old. Um, here, here, here's the, here's the info. Um, fastball sits in the mid, uh, low to mid nineties. Um, strikeouts, uh, strike rate is close to 60%. Um, average would be major league average would be around 67%, 68%. Um, minor league average, uh, for top pitching prospects is usually at this point about 66, 65, 66%. So like, there's some concern there. Um, he does have a high uh, swing and miss rate um, above 35%. Um, if fastball has solid uh, to plus ride, um, especially when he's up in the zone, of course. Uh, it's natural arm side run, but he's really struggling with control and command at this point. Um, it's really a swing and miss offering because of um, the ride and the late explosion on the arm side that he gets. Um his fastball is clearly his best pitch at this point. Um, if he threw it for, let's say, 67% uh, the time for strikes, I would be calling this pitch a plus to double plus offering. At this point, it's like above average because of that. Um, and like, it's just really hard to see um, without some delivery adjustments for, for this fastball really to thrive. So, um, in recent years, the Pirates have done a really good job, especially as a guy gets between high, gets to high A and then up to double A, where you start seeing some growth in their delivery. So, you know, not killing this guy completely at this point, but we need to see some growth in this delivery uh, to allow this fastball and the other parts of his uh, repertoire to, th- to thrive. Um, yeah. He's a short gyro-like uh, two-plane breaking slider. Um he does again struggle with control and command. We're talking about uh, same strike rate, um, uh, less swings and misses uh, out of this pitch. Uh, sits in the low 80s. Um, would like him to throw it a little harder too. Um, 
you can see some sweep and really truly this with a, a high rated uh, a high riding fastball um you could potentially see it um see a sweeper as opposed to the short gyro um spinning slider in the future um again you know the pirates have really stepped up their their development in recent years with pitchers um you know so you know, we could see that change it would be something that in the previous regime that i'd be like ah, there's no chance um okay. change up is absolute junk right now um it, it's it's bad um uh 30 of uh, sub 40 percent strike rate um and that's overall it, it, it's bad he's struggling with the grip obviously um and the release is not always there for him it doesn't um like it's almost like he's throwing it from a a different slot than the fastball. Um, so he'll need to work on that. Um, I have his rating as AE. Um, and his upside is SB3, SB4. Um, his his floor is not a major league player. So, like, there's there's a big variance in, um, mm-hmm. in places for this guy. So, um, you know, sad to hear, sad to read, sad to see. Um, but uh, Bubba Chandler... Um, is having some struggles in high A. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it uh, certainly certainly can happen that way. Um, hopefully, uh, hope for hope for him and and, uh, and others that may have drafted the uh, show some improvement, able to turn it around. Let's move to a uh, Red Sox prospect, um, outfielder Roman Anthony, um, who's in uh, at at Low A, uh, Salem. Uh, 19 years old, a uh, second round comp pick in uh, in 2022. Um, yeah, interested in what you have with uh, Anthony. Man, 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 he is going to be a, a prospect. Um, I uh, this morning uh, clicked on our buddy Jeff Pont's article about uh, lower minors hitters that are hitting, and I almost. Uh, Wanted to choke him because uh, uh, I decided on Roman Anthony um, to write up or to talk about on this podcast last night. Um, I was going through the lower minor, specifically the Carolina League, and just landed on Roman Anthony, who statistically doesn't look like a great, great uh, season right now, um, but is on the cusp of possibly becoming something much bigger. Um, 239 batting average, 398 on base percentage, only a 341 slugging percentage. Um, age is 19. He went to uh, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in uh, Broward County, um, Florida. Um, left-handed hitter. Um, fairly good athlete for his size. He's listed at 6'3", 200 pounds. It's an upright, slight open stance that he uses. His hands are pretty high and cocked back. There's a slight hitch in his load. Um, that means his, he drops his hands a bit, um, loading up, um, and, and kind of closes up with a very short stride and a, a toe tap to get squared up and with timing and, and that such. Uh, uh, being 6'3", he's a longer-limbed uh, hitter, uh, um, so there, there are some holes in his swing. Uh, flat, flat angled swing at this time. Um, this is one of those guys you really have got to dream on if you're just scouting via um, stats or if you're just looking at that video. Um, like I said, flat angled swing, uh, but it's it's generating plus bat speed, and he's doing really well to get into positive counts. Uh, right now, he is his K to walk ratio is is thirty Ks to thirty seven walks. So. Another guy, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. over one. Um, gotta love to see that. Um, the thing is, is he makes extremely hard contact. Unfortunate part right now is most of it's on the ground or um, in the air at a very low angle with heavy top spin and that sort of thing. Uh, the one home run he hit this year was the last highlight. Um, last uh, um, highlight that I actually saw, and I say highlight, uh, I was just going through it bat after bat. Just looking for batted outcomes uh, towards the end, and it was a ginormous home run. Uh, hit it out to uh, 
pretty much straightaway center, maybe a little bit to right center field. It was just an absolute bomb. Um, but again, some most of the time his his launch angle is is negative, um, like you know, kind of hitting down on the ball. Uh, but you've got to kind of buy this size, buy this level of athleticism, and buy um, the contact ability. Um, he's an average runner. He um, is reported to get pretty good um, um, routes, uh, pretty good jumps in center field. But most people think he'll move to a corner uh, by maturity. So uh, will be a uh, you know with a a uh, average arm out there, he should be able to play left or right field. Um, if, if that power comes, uh, he'll certainly be able to carry those positions. Um, I think it's uh, plus to double plus raw power. Um, obviously it's not playing that in games. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's, there's a lot of, like I said, wish casting uh, to do with this. Um, but like it, there's a, there's a way for him to get to that plus power in game. Um, I, I do believe that the um, swing's going to have to be adjusted a little. Um, obviously, trajectory-wise, also, um, you know, getting the path to the hit position um, uh, needs to be straightened out. Uh, I, I think it's possible. I think he can get his. I, I think his raw hit tool is probably an average hit tool. I think combined with his patience at the plate, you, you know, you could possibly have a plus hit tool. Um, this guy should be somebody, especially if you're in on-base percentage leagues, a guy that you should be targeting. Um, but really and truly, there's there's a chance that the power will be the thing that really – power and, you know, he could be a three-true outcome guy if he can somehow uh, get to this loft. Um, so, like, right now, I kind of have him at that 9E. Uh, I only throw 9Es on guys that are in low A or below. Um Usually not 19-year-olds. It usually tends to be 18, 17-year-olds. Uh, even some 16-year-olds get that 9E treatment. Yeah. Um, but, like, this this is a dude that, I mean, he's a young 19. He just turned 19 uh, three weeks ago. Um, so, like, there's a, there's a good possibility that this guy, um, you know, once he gets to loft, really explodes. Yeah. Yeah, fun. That's a uh, that's a, a cool um, a cool get at this point. Certainly, someone that I was not interested at all, and I or, or familiar with at all. <clears throat> um, and I imagine a lot of our it's a new name for a lot of our listeners too. Again, that's Roman Anthony, outfielder for uh, the Red Sox in uh, in uh, Single A Salem. Let's move on to the pitching side. Back to the pitching side um, with a, a big kid. Uh, with the Rangers, who's also in um, in, a, in low A and their single A affiliate, uh, fourth rounder in 2022, Brock Porter, right-handed pitcher. Um, tell us, tell us some about Mr. Porter. Porter did not get um, fourth round money. Um, he got he got good. He got paid. Let me see how much he got paid here. I know he got paid. Um, Big bucks. Um, but anyway, he um, – I can't find it at this point. But anyway, maybe you can look it up while I give the scouting report on him. Sure. Uh, yeah. He was a kid that came out of Michigan. He was an older kid. Uh, actually, he turned 20 uh, on Saturday. Um, I, I had a birthday on Saturday too, Brett, um, but I didn't turn 20. I turned 40-something. Um, huh. So so not oh, as – Yeah, well, thank you. Um, I, you know, I fished for that, so – um, but yeah, he turned 20 on my birthday, um, uh, this year, which is his birthday too. Um, yep. he's had a great year statistically and it's really, really, really has get, brought a lot of buzz for this guy. Uh, yep. this is, this is, if I have a beware of, of hype, um, um, alarm right now, beware of Brock Porter hype right now. Um, because it's exploding and there's some serious things that like, um, you know, watching him and seeing his, uh, his, some of his data, it, it's kind of, I am on the fence, whether this is for real, he is a, a 0.89 ERA, a 0.99 whip. He's thrown 30 innings. They've been pretty conservative with him. He has 42 strikeouts, uh, um, this year so far, no home runs allowed, um, 
prior to this year, he was mostly a sinker pitcher, sinker fastball pitcher, two seam fastball guy. Um, he's kind of, uh, it looks like he's trying to work in both pitches at this point. Um, yeah. it, it's hard to know. I haven't seen complete breakdowns, whether it's two seam, four seam, whether he's using both, but from my naked eye, um, it looks like my scouting eye says that, um, he's been kind of in the, um, well, first off, let me go over the delivery. Uh, it's a three quarters delivery with a very long arm circle. So, um, that that's a concern for future command. He has a head whack as well. Um, and it's a very uh, violent arm action. Um, the violence is really kind of from the shoulder. It's almost like he's trying to dislocate his shoulder, trying to throw as hard as possible. Um, so there's, there's some concerns there. He does generate plus extension, um, but uh, most of his power is coming from the upper half. So there's, there's a lot of work to get done to get him um, to where, where he needs to be. Um, fastball sits in the low to mid nineties. I had a 90 to 95 mile power range. Um, really, truly the less sync he was with his lower half, that was the lower velocity range. So it's, it's actually a pretty raw thing uh, at this point. There's very minimal vertical action with these pitches. Um, and that's why I think he's kind of trying to work on both a two seamer and four season seamer at the same time. Um, you know, which would be pretty good, um, you know, good, good tools to have later on. Um, his two, what looks like a two seamer has your traditional arm side run. It has a little bit of sync to it. The pitches that look like four seamers have late cut to them. Uh, maybe it's mm -hmm. actually, uh, uh, run away, something like that. I don't know. Um, but like to the naked eye, it looks like, um, they're two distinct pitches. Um, Strike rates uh, lower than 60%, which is kind of cons uh, concerning. He does have a fairly high uh, whiff rate at 30% for a guy that's not getting much vertical movement. I think the different fastballs are really kind of throwing off these younger hitters. Um, and um, guys don't tend to chase this pitch. Um, so that tells me also that, um, you know, there, there might not be as much uh, movement that's contributing to um, these swings and misses. Um he throws a changeup, and that's really kind of his, his his bread and butter pitch, if you want to call it anything. There's like this extreme velocity separation. So I said he was 90 to 94. Um, yeah. Let's take about um, 17, 15, 14 to 17 miles per hour off his fastball, and you get mm -hmm. his changeup. Um, tie strike rate high miss rate like over 60 percent um they they can't they can't hit this pitch at this level um and gets a lot of chases there's a it's a very low spin rate you can kind of tell that it's not the firmest pitch um kind of remember reminds me a bit of what hunter gaddis looked like at this time in his uh coming out of college um mm -hmm. with a similar type pitch uh, where he he had that huge uh, separation um there this is an arm side runner with fade and uh, when it's thrown down in the zone there's some significant drop to it um it's probably a plus pitch uh i'm always um apprehensive of going uh higher than plus with uh, potential with change up especially with a change up that i think will look a lot different when he is in the major leagues uh yeah. if he gets there um he also throws yeah. a slider uh, really has no feel for it at all. Struggles with the grip. Um, it's meant to be a sweeper. Uh, just doesn't ever land it uh, properly. Uh, I believe that this is a new grip. I'm not as familiar with Brock Porter as I am with the other pitchers that we're talking about. So I don't really know what he was throwing last year. Um, but anyway, I've got his rating at a 9E. I mean, there's a lot of potential yeah. here. But there's a lot of risk. I would call him an 8E. I could have called him a 7C, like 7E. Like there is just a lot of variations in outcome. You can get all the way up to an ace caliber outcome to not getting out of high A. Um, yeah. So, and that's saying a lot for a guy that's statistically has had such a big year. Yeah. Also, the Rangers no. aren't known as the source that developed uh, pitching uh, beyond. Yeah. So there's some concern there as well. So yeah, um, yeah. just another yeah. interesting dude. Yeah, sounds good. A uh, a, a rich 
uh, dude. His uh, signing bonus was three point seven million. And I I don't have the uh, I don't have the grid here in front of me, but uh, my everything in in me tells me that is quite a bit over slot for a fourth. That round. is that is mid first round money, I believe. Yeah, I agree. So. I agree. So they saw something in for sure. Uh, interesting on Brock Porter. Let's finish out the show with uh, the uh, fifth player here, Ben Kudra. Um, Kudra. Is that how like it's said? Like Moderna. You know who told me that? Um, who? Keith Law. Keith Law gave me that one. It's pronounced Kaderna like Moderna. Moderna. That's a great. He's uh, helpful in that way. So he Kaderna uh, is a 20-year-old uh, single A um, for Columbia, and that's in the Royals uh, system. Um, a uh, second rounder in, in the 2021 yeah. draft. Uh, what do you got on Kaderna? Uh, it's a repeat for him. He was in low A, um, and honestly, just picked him up because uh, he's also teammates with Frank Mazzucato, who I will be uh, scouting for this week's episode. And I'm just going to be really quick with him. Um, yeah. I scouted him 2021 instructs. Uh, actually, uh, Eno Saris and Chris Welsh and I um, did a Prospect One podcast uh, about Kaderna and Mazzucato. Um, so um, um, go, coming back, uh, going back to um, the hotel where uh, fall, where our conference was, um, where um, first pitch Arizona was. Arizona. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, a little pitch, uh, right? November 2nd to 5th Yep, is the dates on that? That's yeah. the dates on that, yes. And we will have some more information uh, late this month probably and start. Uh, start the start the hype train for that, but we're looking forward to that for sure. Awesome, I will be there, and I guess I'll be presenting as usual. So, um, high three quarters delivery. Oh well, first off, let's go to his size. He's listed six three one seventy five, which is laughable. He's probably about two ten two fifteen. Um, so, um, I did find out later in the day um, that um, he was around two fifteen two twenty actually. So, um, so yeah, high three quarters delivery. Um, it, it, it's a has shortened his arm circle since I've seen him, um, but he rushes through his delivery. Doesn't always stay sync, uh, which has caused uh, some some release point issues. Especially like it almost seems like he's um, releasing the ball too late. So we had one guy releasing too early. We have one that's yeah. almost releasing the ball too late. Uh, Forty one innings, he struck out forty three guys, he's walked nineteen, three point seven three ERA, one point. 5-1 whip. Uh, the fastball, he's kind of lost some velocity this year. Um, late, late last year, he also had some velocity decreases. Um, I have heard um, from somebody, I didn't scout his very last start, but it seems like he is throwing a little harder in that last start. Um, but I had him mostly in the 90 to 92 range uh, in this start with a lot of 87s and 88s mixed in there. Um, yeah, I looked at three of his starts. Um, so, um, you know, and some of them didn't have velocity up there, but he seemed to be throwing the same amount. Um, 60% strike rate, um, doesn't miss as many bats as the other, uh, pitchers that we talked about. Uh, he's not commanding as well as he did before, even when I saw him, uh, it's probably due to some of the alterations they've made in his delivery. He's just maybe not comfortable yet with that. Um, he was a, he was a 2021 draft um, a draft pick. Uh, they picked a lot of pitchers in that draft, kind of um, um, especially mm-hmm. high up in that draft. Um, anyway, the fastball's been bleeding over the middle of the zone, or he he tends to um, tends to miss either way down or way up with it. Um, the slider is his best pitch right now, um, and probably the best pitch in the future. It's uh, Low 80s, uh, short spinning slider with that gyro spin profile. Um, it best when it has the late vertical drop to it. Uh, he keeps it close to the zone. Um, uh, that late cont- uh, drop contributes to a very high whiff rate, um, which is closing in to about 55% at this point. Um, he also gets an enormous amount of chases. Um, we're talking 50% or more. And it's not these like long chases. This is like the pitch starting in the zone for three quarters of the path and diving out at the last second. Um, So a very good pitch, a plus pitch with, with some markings for a double plus pitch in the future. Um, 
change up um, low 80s as well, maybe low mid 80s, we'll call it. It's an arm side runner with late fade. He does well to mimic the fastball delivery. He has a consistent movement profile as well. Um, it's not really a vertical dropper that's like the next uh, um, step it needs, um, but it's an average pitch potential right now. Could get up to above average if you can get some uh, more late drop uh, into the pitch. But he also throws this for a high strike percentage too. So, uh, and gets good misses and good chases because the ball, like he, it's weird. His fastball does not, uh, does not look like this at this point, but his changeup and slider basically live in and out of the zone at very, very small um, degrees of uh, um, differences. So like, this is the dude that, is showing that he could be a command control um, uh, with his fastball type guy. Um, it's just not there right now. And I think it's just because his mechanics are a little messed up from, from yeah. them, you know, tweaking to get him to a better place. And that happens. Um, I have his grade right now to eight D I think SP three SP four uh, area. I think that, uh, and, and that was, that was kind of where we had him. Uh, when when uh, Eno and Chris and I all or everybody knows him as Welsh, I keep calling him Chris because um, he has the same name as me. But that's where we kind of had him in our conversation that day. Um, actually, um, I think Eno liked Derna better than uh, Mazzucato at that time. Um, it will be interesting. Maybe I can get him on the show and we'll talk about these guys later um, um, and see where he's at right now. But I think that Mazzucato who I'll be writing up uh, on Thursday will be ahead of Kaderna um, on prospect um, fantasy prospect uh, rankings this year. Excellent. Yeah. Sounds very good. Again, the uh, five of you uh, gave us all good information on Ben Kaderna pitcher for the Royals, Brock Porter pitcher for the Rangers, Roman Anthony outfielder for the Red Sox, public Chandler pitcher for the Pirates and Led off with Harry Ford, the catcher for the Mariners. Um, yes, uh, you mentioned your article that's coming up uh, at Baseball HQ for subscribers this week. Uh, includes Frank Maldacato, pitcher for the Kansas City, um, as well as uh, someone else, I believe. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to add Luis Lara to it as well, a guy uh, in the Brewers organization that's getting considerable hype this year out of the Carolina League. Um, it, it should be a positive day for our readers. Sometimes I bring some negative news. This will be <laughs> a positive news day for our readers at the site. Happy, happy yeah. Chris on Thursday. Yeah. Happy Chris on Thursday or whenever I write it, apparently. Um, yeah. uh, I also have some in-person looks uh, ahead of me. Um, Thursday's a definite. Um, well, I shouldn't say definite. In theory, it's definite. Uh, we don't know how the rain's going to affect us we're in the summer rain program here in the south so just a matter of where the storms hit on a given day uh, but i'll have christian mina um the white Sox prospect and uh right-handed pitcher uh, on the bump that night and uh brian ramos third baseman guy that i've seen a bunch through third year in a row i'll get a look at him yeah at different levels each time so so mm -hmm. that should be good and if 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 this is a big if. Uh, I might make it out Saturday uh, in theory to go see Mitch Bratt, uh, left-handed pitcher for the Texas Rangers organization in high A right now, having a really good year. Uh, so um, that's what I have on tap. Brent, do you have anything uh, going on this week? Uh, no, I am heading out to uh, on vacation next week, and it's basically kind of getting things ready for the site and all that uh this week so i probably will not get to uh the park this week uh either uh but look forward to doing that again soon well that's awesome man that's awesome uh i can't wait for my vacation in a few months um uh, to come and uh <laughs> be here because i'm i'm ready for it um vacations are good things yes <laughs> yes yes uh well everybody thank you for joining us on this week's eyes have it podcast I will be hosting our next episode alone with a guest. Uh, my guest will be uh, from Baseball Prospectus. He is the senior baseball writer and podcast host, uh, Jared uh, Sedler. Um, we'll probably talk about some of the prospects Jared has seen in person this year and discuss the Mets farm system since he and 
another friend of ours, Jeffrey Paternostro, have a Mets podcast. So it's always interesting uh, to get some looks on that. And, uh, you know, we're all wounded Mets fans that, that um, are, you know, that follow the Mets. And as many people know on here, I'm a recovering Mets fan. So um, mm-hmm. it should be interesting and uh, interesting looks. Uh, Brent and I would love to hear from you guys uh, and girls. You can ask us questions at the eyes have at baseballhq.com or reach out to us on Twitter. I'm at C underscore blessing. Brent is at Brent HQ. Remember, Brent's going to be on vacation, so don't don't bother him this week um, or next week. Uh, so any questions you have for the show or any questions you have about us, um, reserve them for this week or three weeks. We'll, we'll say four weeks from now because you – also got to recover from vacation. As well. you know, that's always a big one. Uh, first time listening to the Eyes Have a Pod, click subscribe to get our future episodes. Uh, please rank us and spread the word about us too. May uh, you know that's really really important. We need more listeners. Uh, our listeners are up. Uh, I know that people don't like to share within league mates, so uh, go and bother other leagues and tell them to come and. Uh, uh, tell those managers to come and listen to us and subscribe. Um, well, Brent, may every may you have a great week. Thanks, Chris. Uh, you as well. Good show tonight. Yes, yes. And everybody out there, I hope you have a great week as well. <laughs>